Good morning, everyone. Good morning. In today's gospel, Jesus spoke in a parable or gave a parable. And uh, very often, Jesus used parables as a means of teaching. In fact, there are 46 parables in the gospel and uh, many spread out throughout the Old Testament. Some famous parables in the gospels are the parable of the Good Samaritan, the parable of the prodigal son, the parable of the lost sheep, and the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, and you may have others that you like as well. But what is a parable? It's quite simple. Parables are stories with a spiritual message attached to it. And a unique aspect of this story is that it helps us to reflect on spiritual truths based on things that we observe in our day-to-day -day life. And further, we are encouraged to see patterns that we can apply spiritually. Sometimes Jesus explains the parables and other times he lets his audience think of possible meanings and applications. So in today's gospel, obviously Jesus goes on to explain the parable to all of us. He uses imagery of the sower and the seed. And he tells us the sower went out to sow his seeds. And then he makes a very important point that the seed fell on four different places. And with those four places, there were four very unique and very different results. Number one, some seed fell along the path and was trodden underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. The second group of seeds fell upon the rock, and the result was that as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. The third group of seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. And then the fourth was the good seed that fell into the good soil. And what happened to that? It grew and it yielded a hundredfold. Now, the first response, hopefully from all of you, and especially in the audience that Jesus had that surrounded him, was that this is obvious. Remember that parables remind us of things that are visible and that are obvious for all of us here present. And more and more people are getting into farming, but in a time of Jesus and the group, the people that, he, that were surrounded him, everyone was very familiar with farming principles. So therefore, the first goal of the parable is to get the response in his audience then, but also a response in us today is, of course, that's exactly how it happens. When you go to sow your seeds, you have a big uh, bucket, and then you throw it. Some, of course, you plant individually, but if you're, if you're planting thousands of seeds, then that's how you do it. And naturally, the seed is going to fall in different places. But then the second important aspect of a parable, after we agree that actually this is what happens in, the, in farming or in other aspects of the point that Jesus is making is that the goal is to apply it to something 
more important, and that is our spiritual life. That's why the next stage in this parable is to search for spiritual applications, not just a lesson in how to be a good farmer. And so Jesus clarifies the parable to all of us and clarifies his intention of why he used this parable. And he makes the connection that, yes, to grow seeds is an important thing for whether you're going to eat or not, but even more importantly is your spiritual life. And Jesus explains that the seed is, in fact, the Word of God. And just like the seeds that are planted fall in different places and have different results, so too the Word of God that all of you here have lands in different places in your heart and in your life, and the results sometimes are radically different. So Jesus' explanation is that the seed is the Word of God and that there are some that fall, the, the Word of God sometimes falls on the path. And those are those who have heard, all of us, we hear, but then the devil comes and takes away the Word from their hearts that they may not believe and be saved. Therefore, this is the very shallow level of hearing the faith. We hear, and then we go on to our ordinary life. And then there are those on the rock. They are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. And of course, right away, we need to try to think of applications. Sometimes we are excited about our faith. Sometimes we come to church on big feast days, and we, we, we rejoice of how beautiful the celebration is, how beautiful the singing is, how beautiful the gathering is. But that initial joy, that initial excitement withers away. But as for those who fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, and as they go their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Once again, another example of us, that we may get excited we may come to church for a while. We may get excited about reading the Bible, reading a spiritual book, but then so many other things surround us and we put all those things aside. But the goal, of course, of the parable and the goal of this parable is to lead us to that fourth and final section. But as for those that fell on good soil, they are those who, hearing the Word of God, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bring forth fruit with patience. The seed is the same, the sower is the same, but the reception is radically different. And what is different is that when the seed, when the Word of God falls on hearts that are patient, on hearts that hold fast to the Word of God in times of trials and difficulties, um, and those who are honest, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, then the Word of God will begin to bear fruit. Jesus reminds us that living our faith is not something we just do randomly or once in a while. Just like the seed that needs to grow and needs to be surrounded by a, a nurturing environment, so too our faith is the same. 
And therefore, in this parable, and whenever we read the Bible, we need to ask ourselves, where is the seed? Where is the Word of God in our life? Some think that the spiritual life is difficult because we can't see spiritual growth. We also sometimes feel that we can't see God. And sometimes we feel when we do good things to someone, we can't see them physically. So sometimes people complain that the spiritual life or feel that the spiritual life is not physical enough. But parables remind us that our spiritual life is in fact physical, is in fact real, and is in fact, does in fact affect us in very visible ways. It is true that we might not actually see the essence of God because we as humans can't see all the fullness of glor glory of God. But we do see so many aspects of God. We do see the love of God that is planted in others' hearts and is expressed to us. When we see a famous saint or we see sometimes people talk about their grandparents or their parents, we actually see the physical results of that fruit that bear, that, that, that seed that bore fruit. Therefore, the, physical, the spiritual life is in fact physical as well, is visible too. And when we do something good to someone, although we can't see the benefits the benefits physically, there is, in fact, emotional blessings for us and for them. Think of how you feel when you do something good to someone, when you share a kind word or a kind action. Therefore, there is a physical and visible element of our faith. And conversely, when you are angry, when you are revengeful, when you want to hurt somebody, think of how you feel. There are physical effects to how we express our life and how we live our spiritual life. The basis of the spiritual life is visible. The consequences are also visible. And that is one of the very important messages of this parable. I'd like to invite all of you to go home and read this parable again. And read it, read it at the three levels that it is intended to be read at. First, all, first of all, observe the things in nature that require patience, that require nurturing, and that require a good environment. And realize that those things do not grow in other ways. And then think of the parallel that Jesus makes in this gospel. And then third, think of how you can apply this to your life. Parables and all the messages of Jesus are not meant for someone else. They're not meant for us to say, yes, look at how those people acted, and luckily we are not like that. But in fact, they're presented in four different phases to teach us and to remind us that we too are sometimes like the first, sometimes like the second, sometimes like the third, and sometimes like the fourth. This is the first time I'm going to give you homework 
during or after a homily. I've took the time to uh, map out this parable for you because you may not rem remember first, second, third, and fourth. But I mapped it out for you in the first section of the parable and the, and the, um, the ways that Jesus breaks it up. And then on the bottom part, the seed, the people, the interpretation that Jesus gives. And very importantly, your exercise is to fill in the boxes on the right. In what times in your life have you been like the first, where you may have heard and walked away? What times in your life have you been like the second? What time in your life have you been like the third? And how can you be persistent in being like the fourth? This is a great example for all of you to remind us that we come to church, we can hear, but now we have to allow that seed to be placed on good soil, to be nourished, to allow ourselves to be patient with very small growths in our spiritual life, and most importantly, every day to realize that our spiritual life is in fact visible in the effects on our life and in the effects of all those around us.